How is everyone doing? Kumusta? My name is Jay Aruga. I'm a podcaster. I host a podcast entitled The Jay Aruga Show. It's the first conservative podcast in the Philippines. Let me tell you the story of how my podcast came to be. It was the summer of 2019. I myself is a fan of podcasts. I'm deeply into Dr. Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and the whole intellectual dark web during that time. One day, I noticed that the Philippines is in dire need of an intellectual dark web of its own. I was watching how Dr. Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris discussed the existence of God and they discussed it respectfully. And I said to myself, we need this kind of conversations in our country. So in 2019, we're in the middle of a senatorial election and believe me, social media is not a place of respect during that time. Our president, Duterte, is very polarizing. I thought maybe I should release my first episode of the J. Aruga Show during that time. So it was April Fool's Day, April 1, 2019, when I released my first episode. And at first, I have this topic about being open-minded. I was just testing the waters. So my first episode, it's very neutral. I don't give my religious beliefs yet. I just gave tips, let's say, on how to give a good conversation. Like on open-mindedness, I give tips like always assume that you could be wrong and test your belief if it's falsifiable. Also, make sure to make your belief reasonable. Eventually, I talked about fallacies like ad hominem, straw man, red herring. Until last year, I noticed that all the other Filipino podcasts are liberal or left-leaning. A lot of the podcasts are about the hookup culture, stories of one's sexcapades. Many are about feminism or pro-LGBTQ+. This is when I asked my producer that time if we can brand the Jay Arugasho as the first and only Filipino podcast on conservative values. I was hesitant at first because it would mean talking about subjects that many podcast listeners would oppose to. Eventually, we had the courage to launch our podcast with the aforementioned subtitle, The Jay Aruga Show, the first and only Filipino podcast on conservative values. I started talking about socialism versus capitalism. I criticized the hookup culture and the pitfalls of pushing equity laws. I talked about the meaning of marriage. Eventually, I'm meeting followers who have been waiting to hear the content that I got to offer. I met fellow conservatives. I met Christians, Catholics who hunger for these kinds of content. Because during that time, 2020, there were so few in the Philippines. This year, there are some topics 
that required ginormous amount of guts from me to talk about in my podcast. One of this is divorce. The Philippines, other than the Vatican, is the only country in the world with no divorce law. Not many people in the mainstream media are against divorce. In fact, many actors, actresses, and journalists advocate for our country to finally pass a divorce law. But we need to resist. We need to resist it. Not having a divorce law is not a bug of our country. It's a feature. I've been to many debates in my social media page on this topic because it struck an inconvenient chord on many people. But I can't remain silent about it. I'm blessed by the Lord to be able to interview Layla Miller, Katie Foss, Dr. Jennifer Roback Morse on the subject. They are surprised that there's still one country in the world where majority of the children are still with their mothers and fathers. But there's another topic that scared me the most. It took more guts to speak about this topic than to speak against divorce. Before I tell you what this topic is, I'll tell you the story of what necessitated it. Sometime this year, it came to my attention that the Department of Education in their e-learning videos for grade 10 on Aralin Panlipunan, they're now teaching our kids gender ideology. This ideology has plagued the West with a lot of unforeseen ramifications like biological men competing at women's sports, boys getting access to girls' lockers and bathrooms, kids being given puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, all in the name of this new ideology. You know what? I wanted to talk about it in my podcast, but I'm scared out of my wits. I'm not saying that people with same-sex attractions or gender dysphoria are unreasonable people, but the internet is so unforgiving to people who oppose the LGBTQ plus movement Proof of this are canceled celebrities like Kevin Hart, Gina Carano, J.K. Rowling, Mr. Potato Head, and the list goes on. But I need to record an episode to inform more people about it. So I recorded an episode, then I re-recorded it, and edited it, and recorded it again. With each iteration, I took out words that might be taken the wrong way. Jokes that might offend. That's how scared I am. The next day, I sent the recording to friends to get their take. I sent it to 10 friends. That's how fearful I was. I really don't know what to do. I already took a lot of flack for the divorce episodes. I'm not sure I can handle the backlash when I speak against the LGBTQ plus community. Maybe it's better I scrap the episode and talk about something else. But if not my podcast, who would speak on the dangers of gender ideology? That day too, I did my holy hour where I read chapters from the Bible and 
did my contemplative prayer. It's part of my daily routine. I'm also in the middle of a great adventure Bible timeline course by Jeff Cavins. I do it with my friends. And the chapter I plan to read that day is our assignment for the course. It's First Maccabees. I plan to read chapter 6 and 7, but I made a mistake. Instead of First Maccabees, I accidentally read Second Maccabees, chapters 6 and 7. But you know what's in those chapters? It's the story of Eleazar, his martyrdom. Eleazar was forced to eat swine flesh by the world, even though it's against Jewish laws. It's God's commandment to them. But you know what? Eliezer, he showed courage. He faced his imminent death. He'd rather defy the will of man than defy God. Chapter 6, verse 26 struck me. For even if for the present I should avoid the punishment of men, yet I live or die, I shall not escape the hands of the Almighty. Chapter 7 is the same thing. Seven sons and a mother tortured and killed for not defying God. Another story of courage. I felt that time that God was speaking to me through my mistakes on reading 2 Maccabees instead of 1 Maccabees. I prayed my contemplative prayer after that. To those who are interested to know what a contemplative prayer is, it's in the Catechism, paragraphs 2709 to 2719. When I was praying, I sensed that I heard God in my thoughts. He said something. Have compassion. Then I responded, But Lord, haven't I been compassionate enough? Then he said, In my thoughts, they are not your enemies. Sometimes, Jay, your brothers and sisters are being used. Do this not to prove a point, but out of love for them. That's when the scales fell down from my eyes. When God speaks in contemplative prayer, it goes against every inch of your will. It's counterintuitive of your feelings. It's something you would never have thought of, but it's 100% good. That's when you know it's from God. After that, I recorded the episode, and the latest one I released is the result of the prayers. The story is so profound that I feel like it's worth sharing. Lo and behold, my friend Jeric Defante from the Langa Speaks podcast, who was also part of the JCL conference, messaged me. He asked me if I can give a reflection for a daily reflection podcast called Deep. He gave me a list of available days, and guess what? The very first day I chose is May 8, 2021, and the gospel from that day is from John 15, 18 to 21. Let me read it for you. If the world hates you, you must realize that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. 
but because you do not belong to the world, because my choice of you has drawn you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I said to you. A servant is no greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you too. If they keep my word, they will keep yours as well. But it will be on my account that they will do this to you because they do not know the one who sent me. It's as if the Lord is speaking to me to have courage because he is with me. He is with us. Jesus tells us in the gospel that if the world hates us, we must realize that it hated him first. And the world will hate us. Make no mistake about that. If they persecuted our Lord, they will persecute us too. It's not really that consoling. Jesus is telling us that we'll be persecuted like him. Us Christians, we still get persecuted all around the world. In some places, it's physical persecution. There are still Christian martyrs in some places of the world. For my case, I only fear social media persecution. Sometimes it is discouraging to speak His word these days, to speak the truth. It's hard to speak the truth when citizens of the internet is there to mock us, to shame us, to cancel us. But the Lord said, if you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you do not belong to the world, because my choice of you has drawn you out of the world, that is why the world hates you. Jesus said he chose us. And we just have to trust him on that. The comfort that he will always be there with us. That's what we need to remember. I'm not sure who first quoted this, but it says, Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. What that quote means is, Courage is doing what is right in the presence of great fear. Do we choose to be like Eleazar in Maccabees, who so loved the Lord God that he gave up his life rather than be of this world? Always remember to have faith that the Lord is always with us. Have courage to speak the truth. For who is the truth but Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life? What happened, by the way, when the episode was released? I was ready to get bashed and be driven out by a pitchfork mob. I did get many angry comments in my social media, but what I wasn't ready for is the amount of support that I got from listeners, from other podcasters, from Christians. They sent me private messages and emails saying that they pray for my mission and they're glad that there's someone talking about these hard topics. The episode, entitled The Church of Gender Ideology Indoctrinates, is one of my most listened to episodes in the podcast, and it was in the charts in Apple, Society, and Culture when it was first released. I haven't been canceled yet, but I would understand if algorithms in major platforms work against me. 
I'm calling to action more Christians to join me, create more content, host a podcast, a YouTube channel. Let's collaborate. Right now, there are Catholic and Christian content creators who talk about these issues that I mentioned in the Philippines. But we're very few. It doesn't have to be this way. There could be more of us in this new form of evangelization. Jump in. The water's fine. Let our voices be heard. One of the most dangerous beliefs in the Christian world these days is universalism. The belief that many, if not all, will go to heaven. Christ never thought this doctrine. If any, he said, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. If we truly love our brothers and sisters, we should be concerned for the fate of their souls. Speak the truth, but with charity and compassion. Speak the truth not to make a point, but out of love. Have courage, my friends. This is Jay Aruga from The Jay Aruga Show. At the end of the day, it will be night. Thank you. If this episode made your day, or even if it didn't, please press that follow button right there. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Spread the word, tell your friends, family, your dog to subscribe as well. Thank you very much.